Whether you are new to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is the place for the honest answers to your questions. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis on RadioMD.com. I'm Lisa Davis along with Andrea Donsky and I love talking about Beauty from the Inside Out. As a matter of fact, there used to be a show that I hosted here with David Pollock, Beauty Inside Out. And, and Andrea oh, and I have had really. David on a bunch of times. He's such an awesome mm-hmm. guy. So when I received this book from our next guest, Radiant Skin from the Inside Out, The Holistic Dermatologist's Guide to Natural Skin Care, I was thrilled. And we're so happy to have Alan M. Datner, MD, on the program. Dr. Datner, welcome to Naturally Savvy. Oh, thank you very much. Glad to be on. I have been reading your book and enjoying it immensely. I have learned so much. And and the focus today, we're going to be talking about leaky gut and yeast and other things that are going on inside our body that affect our skin. And I really love that approach. Before we jump into that, how did, now I know you're an MD and you're, you're, I guess I would say a conventional dermatologist. How did you take on this holistic way of thinking? Well, uh, I did a residency and was trained as as an immunologist as well. And uh, I did my dermatology residency, but I began to see that there were more things going on than we had explanations for. And uh, so many different disorders of inflammation of the skin uh, uh, had various uh, uh, suggested causes, but nobody seemed to understand the cause of, of most of them. And if you look at a textbook, it says, well, we don't know what the cause is. Uh, we, we know so it might true. be this or it might be that. So mm-hmm. um, I started hearing things. I was out in California at the end of the 60s and beginning of the 70s uh, for my uh, my training for internship and, and one of my residencies. And I'm hearing hearing more and more of this kind of thing uh, about people using diet. And it, it, I began to wonder if there was something to it. And then um, I went on after my residency to the dermatology branch of the National Cancer Institute where we were doing uh, studies of lymphocytes and studying the immune system and how it reacted to different things and how it recognized uh, a similarity between different substances. And that, um, that similarity is known as molecular mimicry or cross-reactivity, and it became apparent to me that that a cross-reactive stimulus is often what causes inflammation. And we had some well-defined examples, um, but I began to suspect that that most of the inflammation we were seeing involved some kind of poorly defined cross-reactivity. For example, we knew that, you know, when there was an outbreak of uh, enterobacter of some kind on an aircraft carrier, all of the people who developed ankylosing spondylitis were uh, HLA-27 positive. They had a particular transplantation antigen type. So I began to transpose uh, that thinking and say, well, maybe maybe uh, the people who are having these dis- different skin disorders have the wrong combination of transplantation antigen plus exposure, be it food, be it virus, be it some bacteria from their uh, intestinal tract, uh, or even candida that's, that's causing the problem. And maybe that's, we need to alter that situation in order to calm down the inflammation. So, you know, that's very, <laughs> very interesting because my dad has ankylosing spondylitis and he got it when he was really young. So, you know, just so I understand what you're saying is basically it could be something that he was exposed to that created some inflammation in his gut. And that's basically, I guess, does that also come out to uh, different types of arthritis and different types of other exactly. conditions as well? 
Yes, exactly. And usually it's Klebsiella or something in that family. That's, and, and there's a good chance that your father is HLA-27 positive. Um, so it, it's a, there's a good chance that uh, he's HLA-27 positive. If you and you might even have him check his uh, check his transplantation antigens. That's a do, doable thing with laboratory testing now. Oh, okay. I'm so gonna... when we're looking at things like acne and eczema and psoriasis, we're talking about inflammation. Now, some of the things that we can do that I learned from your book are looking at probiotics, checking if you have yeast um, overgrowth, looking at leaky gut. Define some of these things for us and talk to us about how they can help these conditions. Okay, let me uh, let me take you and also do this in a more uh, historic manner. So um, leaky gut wasn't, you know, was considered to be a pretty peripheral topic a while ago. And when I first started looking at it, uh, the literature was listed as transposition across the the, uh, intestinal membrane. Nowadays, uh, there is a lot of uh, literature on leaky gut. And the, the basic concept is that is that there are tight junctions between the epithelial cells that line the small intestinal tract. And those tight junctions don't allow small molecules to get past. They only allow things that are, that are actively carried through the, the cilia and through the cells. But if there's a disturbance of those junctions, it's just like having a fence uh, that, that opens up. The, right. the, the spaces are large and things can get through. And there are a number of things that can, can aggravate this. I believe that yeast is one of them, and, mm-hmm. and uh, there may be other, in, other inflammation from other kinds of organisms that can do it. Um, I know that cholera toxin can do it, so there probably are other toxins from gram-negative bacteria that can do it as well. And another big one is gluten that can disrupt this barrier. And, and uh, Dr. Alesso... Uh, Fasano has written a lot about this subject, and he's a uh, uh, well-respected researcher who has a number of papers demonstrating the relationship between gluten and the disruption of the barrier, the leaky gut, and the subsequent autoimmune diseases that that occur. Well, I mean, if autoimmune diseases can occur, then certainly minor, what we might call minor, either allergic or autoimmune or inflammatory disorders can occur as well such as what, that which occurs in acne or in eczema or psoriasis. Um, in acne, uh, up until maybe a, a dozen years ago, most people thought plugging was the main problem, and everything occurred behind the plugging with the bacteria that grew there. But now it's been fairly well, um, well demonstrated that inflammation is the first step in the process. But my colleagues mostly believe that the inflammation is from the Carinibacterium acnes, the, the bacteria that normally lives in the skin that, that breaks down some of the fats, causing more irritating free fatty acids. And that's part of the problem, but I don't think it's the whole issue, and that's where, um, that's where I, my work takes off being different because I, I look for various things in the diet that are also aggravating that inflammation. Now, so, those things... Oh, go on. I was going to say, so would it be a good idea for people to get their selves tested for, let's say, sensitivities or intolerances? But obviously, I'm a big fan of 
I don't, I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy. So I'm a big fan of getting tested. But we, we, how do you work? We only have about a minute and a half left. How do you work with your clients in toward, terms of helping them determine what that issue is? And do, is there a specific test that you recommend and then helping them get better? That's a loaded question, by the way, in with less than a minute left. But <laughs> if you can uh, kind of add mostly to that. I get it. Mostly I get it from the history. Uh, what's, what seems to be aggravating them. Uh, the kinds of tests that you do are very important because a lot of tests are going to give you in improper information. So I like to get the, the leaky gut fixed as best as possible before I do any testing because otherwise whatever they're eating is going to be causing, um, um, whatever they're eating frequently is going to be aggravating the inflammation in the leaky gut and the inflammatory condition. So food allergies are often to things one is eating all the time. So, you um, test it through blood? Uh, there are times I've used blood tests, but uh, again, uh, I don't think IgE or IgE testing is useful. Sometimes yeah. I found the ALCAT testing to be useful, but again, that tests whatever you're eating, so you really have to fix the leaky gut before you do that kind of testing. You know what, um, it's this great information and you know, I, I'm sad that we're at the end of the show because I do think that there's so much more to learn and I would love you to come back on because I think, you know, even delving into specific like niches, like talking about specific things so that way we can cover so much, we can cover a lot more in different shows. I think that would be awesome and we would love you to have come back on the show, Dr. Dotner, if you'd be willing. Me too, and I think if so, people look at the, the book, Radiant Skin from the Inside Out, they'll understand more of the immunology behind what I, what I do. Perfect. That would be great. And they can go to your website, too. You can go to holisticdermatology.com. I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.